Arvita Zane. Welcome, Mr. Bond, to my laboratory. It is here I create such immortal works of genius. Unfortunately, you will have no time to explore my mind, as you are all tied up. <laughs> as your wife would know, I'm used to this. Mmm, you're attempting to bait me into a confrontation. Unfortunately, it will not work, Mr. Bond. Even your sexual proclivities and my lover's infidelities would not be enough to shake my focus. And I ask you now to focus, Mr. Bond, on the monitor. As you can see, one Jimmy Buffett is about to take the stage. Little does Jimmy Buffett know that when I press this red button, he will shit himself uncontrollably and spasm and die in a pile of his own diarrhea, for it is I, Mr. Bond, who has invented the diarrhea laser. And now, Igor, bring me the death ray. We will destroy Mr. Bond once and for all. My master, it seems as though I left this on our moon base. You bumbling fool! What were you doing? What could have distracted you? Where is the death ray? I was listening to a podcast. What podcast could be of such importance that you would forget to pack the death ray, Igor? 805 in revolt. Be gone with you, Cretan! Be gone! Well, Mr. Bond, it would seem I'm going to have to beat your balls with a meat cleaver. Oh, again? Can we get on with this? Yes. Let's begin the show. Welcome to the 805 in Revolt podcast, starring... Hey everybody, Sam Bean here. Russell, thanks for that intro. I am joined by the aforementioned man, Russell Huggert. Jeffrey Peter Thatcher, Cameron Andrew Atkinson. And let me just start off today's episode by telling you the story of the time I met Hillary Duff at Rainbow Bridge. The year was 2009, and summer was coming to a close. This is pre-COVID, no masks, no social distancing, just a whole bunch of people jammed into Rainbow Bridge on a Saturday morning. And I'm one of those people. And I'm in the produce section, and I'm cramming zucchinis into a bag. I'm getting all the zucchinis I can get and stuffing them into a plastic bag. Now, why? Why is Sam getting a fucking kilo of zucchinis? Well, the reason is simple. The night before, I had stayed up till 2 in the morning watching Instagram videos about how to attain the perfect physique. And wouldn't you know it, if you eat nothing but zucchini, you too can look like Mr. Universe. So here I am with a giant bag of zucchini, nervously trying to avoid the crowds, hustling and bustling. It's intense. It's like a scene in one of those Jason Bourne movies where he's in a market in some third world country. You're bobbing, you're weaving, you're doing spin moves. I finally make it to the cash register and who would be in front of me but Lizzie McGuire herself. Hillary Duff. Now, at first glance, I thought, okay, it's just another beautiful Angelino, powerful super mom doing her thing, buying her vitamins and her maca almond butter. But on second look, oh shit, that's Lizzie McGuire. Oh shit, that's Gordo's girl. So okay, I get in line. I, I get in line behind Lizzie, but I am kind of keeping my distance pre-pandemic. But I don't want to. I don't want to get in her zone. You know, I just want to, you know, but then the cashier, who's a friend of mine, 
So it's giving me the look like, hey, this is Lizzie McGuire. Like, it's Lizzie McGuire. So I put my zucchinis down. I clear my throat. <clears throat> and I step right into, have you ever seen such a beautiful night? Which is the, of course, lyric from the What Dreams Are Made Of, the song that Lizzie McGuire sings at the climax of the Lizzie McGuire movie. And Lizzie turns her head. And the look she has on her face, I don't like using this word a lot, disgust, <laughs> utter disdain. She looked at me like I'd walked up and said, hey, you know, I think Adolf Hitler had some interesting ideas. <laughs> she looked at me like I was the Gulf oil spill, like just I was pure filth. She turns back to the cashier, she does her business, and walks away without a single word. But I know why she walked away, because I had put her to shame. Because I had proven that any Joe Schmo can hit those notes as well as you, Lizzie. The people are listening and the people are rising up. The revolt has started, fellas. Welcome to episode 007. Everybody get on in here. Yo, yo, yeah. Um, so what's up? What's up, people? You know, I think that you should have told her about that Zuck diet. Yeah. She might have enjoyed it. Yeah. The Zuckerberg diet. Pure, pure zucchinis. I think it was a guy in a really tight black v-neck yelling at me about how I needed to double my zucchini intake, and so there I was. Didn't you run into Ozzy Osbourne? Was that you, Russell? Uh, that was me as well, Ozzy and Sharon. <laughs> and Kelly! Sharon. Yeah, so. I, I don't ever run into uh, celebrities. Was that just you, Sam? That was me and a man named Cody, a.k.a. Cody. Boomer. Boomer. And we saw the whole Osborne uh, clan brood, and Ozzy was, oh, look at this, hey, Sharon, look at this, Zonia, I could get that. <laughs> oh, Ozzy! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's, that's It's just like a couple of dogs. <laughs> British people all sound like dogs to me. You know how, like, dogs, there's only, like, when Lex Luthor has his secret whistle that only Superman can hear, when I hear, when British people talk, it's like, yeah, it's just, I just hear dogs barking. Hey, mate, you won't go sit. If you're listening to this and you're British, you're either laughing or you are turning. Yeah, off. and you can also go submerge under the water, and I think uh, the whole world would be better for it. Oh, um, shit. So. Unless, unless you're from South London, I feel like you you have a certain intellect superseded by your accent. But other, other than that... Yeah, if you have an accent that doesn't sound British, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't say, God save the queen. God save the queen. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We got, so, get up on the ridge line and put down some sniper fire. You and me, we're moving right. Pantasy 4. Oh, sorry, spit a little what bit. Are they, gonna, are they gonna say, God save the queen after she dies? I mean, it'll be weird. because Queen Elizabeth, saying, you know, uh, she's never gonna die. She's I, yeah, she's I, saw, I saw this video. She might outlive all of us. Who is next in line? Who is? Uh, Charles, I believe. Yeah, Charles. I, I, yet again, I but couldn't he, give a uh, fuck about the royal family. No, but I saw this interesting video. She was in Parliament. There was tons of people, and she was talking. Or she the was House giving of one Commons. Of, yeah, the place, the whatever. House of Commons. Boris Johnson. And she was reading some document, and some little boy was standing around, and he, he just Baby fainted. Boy, he just fainted, like, and you hear a thud in this quiet place. <laughs> And then she just continues reading. And I have a theory that she she like knew something, and and that was her like stealing his soul. Oh, like so yeah. she could live a little so bit she longer, could get a couple more years, yeah, and take like, thud. Drink his blood. And then she started reading the document. Eight more years to bathe in whale semen and baby blood at Jeffrey Epstein's resort. Prince Andrew, you like to kick it with Jeffrey? Kind of weird. Not our Jeffrey though. 
Jeffrey, did you ever meet the other Jeffrey? Did you ever go to Little St. John's for a weekend at the Cabana? I was not invited because I have a loose tongue. Oh, okay. Oh. Loosey goosey. <laughs> not the only loose thing. <laughs> Whether or not you're a member of the royal family or you're just an annoying person who married into the royal family and now you don't want to be part of it, but it's like, what did you sign up for? And now you're living in a massive manor in Montecito complaining about how fucking unfair the world is. I don't like my grandmother. Yeah, no one likes their in-laws. Isn't that a thing? I mean, according to every sitcom I ever watched, you're not supposed to like your in-laws. I'm referring, of course, to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry living in Montecito, just cucking out. When London and Compton meet. What are you going to do? Prince Harry's now going to work for... I'm looking for this really charming startup where what we do is we monitor people's online activity and we report them to the FBI. It's a really nice little gig I got here. And me and my lovely wife, Megan, we raise horses. We live in Montecito. Oprah comes over, we eat some tea, you know. Do some interviews. Have some drinky poos and they'll say, oh, my grandmas are... Like, yeah, of course the fucking Queen Elizabeth is a racist hag. Like, no shit. The British royal family are some of the most evil people in the history of mankind. And Megan, like, Megan, how was that news? <laughs> Megan's like, "What are we gonna do in America?" At the, yeah. I know, I know ways to make money. Oi, uh, we work in Montecito, and I see every day a nice helicopter fly up um, and out of Montecito. So they take the heli. Yeah. They're heli rich. They go direct. Heli rich. They got the <laughs> Tyler Perry Black Ops Squad security because mm-hmm. the um. The guys in the big fur hats are no longer standing outside their door protecting them from annoying tourists who are trying to make those guys laugh by poor, tickling poor them. guys. Yeah. That's like, like no the shittiest job there. in the British Army. Like, you have to be in the All room. right, Johnson, you got picked to guard the palace. Here, you got to put on this big black hat and this night you dress like a nutcracker and I'll give you this assault rifle and you stand right here and these terrorists are going to come up and tickle your ball sack and you can't, can't laugh. Can't do nothing. <laughs> now you're probably going to faint. Yeah. American tourists are going to come up and throw cream pies in your face and you can't move. The queen needs you not to react. The one thing you can do is shout, um, this is the, 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 the stand queen. Stand back, stand back. Stand the back for the queen. <laughs> God save the queen. <laughs> I fucking hate the queen. Nah, nah, I bet <laughs> So, Harry and Megan, I hope you guys do well with uh, whatever. I think you're probably launching a podcast. You're going to be our competitors soon. That's why we're taking shots, let's be honest. Uh, kind of like... How Mr. Barack Obama now has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. I don't know if you guys have heard about this show, Renegades, with Obama and Springsteen just chopping it up, talking about guitars Renegades. and old cars. It's called Renegades. It is on Whoa. Spotify. It's a Rage Against the Machine album. Yeah, it's no, it's a very anti-establishment podcast. Obama oh. goes on there and he's like, "Well, Bruce, uh, you know." The thing about being black in America is, uh, well, you know, the thing about that, Bruce, uh, and Bruce goes. Yeah, I had a guitar one time, and I'd, I'd play it, and man, I, sometimes you get behind the wheel after a couple of drinks, sometimes you look out at the old sawmill where my daddy used to work, but, well, Bruce, that's an interesting uh, thing. They should have titled their podcast Born in the USA. Yeah. Yeah. Right up. I think that was probably an episode title. Like, born in the USA, <laughs> and, and Obama talked about, right, like, exactly. why did they think that I was not born? Yeah, exactly. Born in Nairobi. <laughs> and, uh, Bruce did have a recent DUI scare, is that correct? That is correct. I mean, look, I'm not trying to hate on the boss. Um, I have much love for Bruce Springsteen. Nebraska is one of my all-time favorite albums of any genre. He's a wonderful songwriter, very talented musician, but... 
He's become sort of in his later years kind of an establishment hack. So it's sort of a bummer to watch him transcend, descend into um, doing a podcast where they talk about, hey, you get that twang to sound just right, brother. You get that twang. Well, Bruce, I understand about twang and old Cadillacs and uh, horses. I think most older guys that used to be in rock bands, you know, they don't really have much to do when they get older. They, right. you know, they're not playing yeah. as many shows. So yeah. they're just like, I fuck, I do a podcast and talk about it. Do a podcast with Barack Obama. With a former president. Who yeah. cares what he's done? Probably the most sterile, like, weird recording environment. I don't know. I listened <laughs> to, like, half of an episode and it gave me such bad anxiety. But what doesn't give me anxiety? It's anxious time to be alive, people. You can go anywhere, you could be doing anything. You know, Joe Biden said America was back, and unfortunately, we have gotten back to mass shootings. Um, the COVID pandemic started, everything was shut down, there was no longer large gatherings, what's known as soft targets, and there was really nowhere for mass shooters to go shoot. But now, as America reopens, we've recently just seen two horrific mass shootings, one in the great city of Atlanta and one in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, eight people were killed in Atlanta, 10 were killed in Boulder. Uh, different motivations, different sort of backgrounds for each suspect, but it's just pure tragedy. It's just pure madness. The fact that all of us have grown up with this specter, this shadow of a lone gunman walking in. It could be anywhere. It could be your church, your synagogue, uh, the movies, grocery store, a concert, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, you could be at school, right? You could be a child in first grade. And just this this phantom hanging over America that's not limited by geography. East coast, west coast, down south, up north, right here in the 805. Thousand Oaks and Isla Vista both experienced uh, insane, chaotic, murderous violence at the hands of a deranged individual with a gun. So, gotta see the faces of the guys who did it. Everyone wants to see the pictures. Why do they want to see the pictures? I know that they would like to keep fame away from people who commit these atrocities because that's one of the things that um, inspires them to do it is that people will remember them for something, even if it is for committing an atrocity. Nevertheless, for common folk, it's, it's necessary to be able to connect a name with a face. I have to disagree. Um, if it was someone, okay, I understand if it was someone who did that to someone I knew or a family member, of course I'd want to know who they were, but I don't need to know someone and their face doesn't need to become a celebrity figure. You know, you're right. Unless you were personally inflicted by one of these tragedies, then I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't ever need to see the face of somebody. Well, it's unavoidable in uh, our modern media landscape where everyone and everyone has basically become uh, Nancy Graceified and turned into this sort of salacious, gossipy, sort of law and order special victims unit syndrome of our media where it's all about who can have the hottest take and the juiciest angle and look inside the twisted mind of this deranged freak. Just in. And we, we love to do that. And it's also pretty terrifying to see how both of these tragedies, within hours after they were reported, were immediately shaped by the media, whether it be conservative or liberal. They immediately took the tragedy and the pain and the murder and bent it into their ideological prism, bent it to fit their worldview. And a lot of the time, these things are now being uh, sort of 
put in through the lens of race and racialized immediately. Now, the gunman in Atlanta, there's a very good possibility. I mean, it certainly looks like this dude was racially motivated, much like the gunman in El Paso a couple of years ago. But with the case of Boulder, the, the first thing I saw was on the Twitter was white man strikes again, white man strikes again. And prominent people were tweeting this. Mina Harris, who's Kamala Harris's niece, who's a very prominent corporate lawyer, was tweeting out, oh, the white men are at it again. And it turns out this dude is a Syrian. He came here when he was a young child. Um, oh. So just the immediate like, like knee-jerk reaction to racialize it, uh, I think that's really sort of a sign of how sick our society is and that we're organizing along these basic tribal lines, which cannot happen in a pluralistic society. If you look at what happened in the early 90s and what was then Yugoslavia, when people start organizing solely around their race and their religion and breaking away and fragmenting and then hating the people who are different, hating the other, demonizing the other at every turn, this is how a, a society that turns into just a nightmare world. This is how Yugoslavia went from like one of the, you know, the crown jewel of Southern Europe into, you know, enduring a decade of unmitigated horror of ethnic cleansing of genocide, you know, year after year in the 1990s. So a society such as ours that is hyper diverse, we cannot afford to organize along racial lines or along religious lines. It has to be all of us, every American looking out for every American all the time. At least that's my take. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, you always have on one end of the spectrum, um, it's, oh, it's a white man. It's a white man. And then when it turns out this guy is Syrian and has a Middle Eastern name, Fox comes around and they go, oh, wait, we got the thumbs up. Now we get to talk about how this guy's Syrian and he's got a weird name. So yeah. it's just fucked I all can't around. Even spell his name. An individual does not represent uh, a whole populace. And it, it is just, it's simple and a dumbed-down way to look at the world. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a very negative trend that we have here. But what are you going to do when Chris Cuomo's on the tube and he's telling you how to think and he's telling you how to feel? So in the wake of the Boulder shooting, President Joe, sleepy creepy Joe, sleepy creepy Joe, sleepy creepy, look at him, people, look at Joe Biden. Okay, look at him. Joe went on the TV, and he's calling for more gun control laws. This is the, I mean, yet again, I've been watching this play out since yeah. I was in elementary school. The president gets on TV. I remember Obama after Sandy Hook, and they, we need more gun control. Okay, well, have we done it yet? Because we no. passed a lot of reform, in, in, at least in our state, in California, and we still have things like the Thousand Oaks, you know, borderline shooting, where the handguns are purchased legally. So... What is? What do you guys think about the prospect of increased gun control? Jeep and Cameron, what are your thoughts on this? Russell's everyone, I guess. Um, let's start with Jeep. Well, it's a little weak. You can go right over to Nevada and buy clips for 50 rounds, which are banned in California, which, you know, like nobody really needs 50 rounds in their gun clip. Unless you're trying to, like, take an enemy checkpoint in Call of Duty, then. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. I don't think taking away guns is the right answer. Nevertheless, we do need stronger, more widespread gun control in America where you cannot just cross a state line and buy a firearm that is illegal elsewhere. And you know what? The black market gun trade is really the issue. And the more you make things illegal, the stronger the black market gets. 
So it's really a complicated issue, but we pay a lot in taxes, so maybe somebody could figure it out. Yeah. You, Absolutely. Russell? I mean, if you really want to do it, you'd have to make it a federal thing. Yeah. You know, it's state by state, and it doesn't work. And you can't, you can't control guns. There's so many. I mean, yeah. like... There's so many being made every single day. They're just, just being off everywhere. the assembly line. That, mm-hmm. That's not... That's not the president comes out and it's about gun control. I've realized this time when when Biden said it, I kind of looked back at when Obama was saying it and realized that these guys, their main thing is they want people to see them come out and Doing say, something. hey, yeah. I want gun control and have a big speech about gun mm-hmm. control. Exactly. Politicize and it. You get will some, like him. Get some clout and, and walk away. Let's be clear. These politicians are basically arms dealers. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want arms control in small town USA, but you're okay with selling fighter jets to whoever, or tanks, or predator missiles, or crates of machine guns to ISIS. You're okay with airdropping ISIS crates of M60s, but like a law abiding American citizen now can't buy a handgun without waiting for seven months and like doing a blood test. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cameron, what are your thoughts on the pushed by the Biden administration for more gun control and just the idea of firearm laws in America in general, just guns. What what are your thoughts on guns? Overall, you know, I want to own a few, but before I do that, I'm going to purchase a safe. Like before I even own a gun, it's like these, I don't know. I just think it's, you got to take the right steps and you have to be in the right place. The gun necessarily has to be in the right place at the right time all the time. And if you're going to use it, it's you're using it. It's not your friends. It's not, oh, my son knows the code to my yeah, how safe. how many times Just are in these, case we get broken into. It's like, no. How many times like, are these shootings done by uh, the people who do them? It's never their guns. I mean, like, sometimes yeah, it well, might be if they're, if they're like, yeah. really adults, but the younger guys, mm-hmm. you know, they're, oh, they're taken from their parents. School shooters, yeah. yeah. I believe the Boulder gunman purchased his gun, like, 10 days prior to the attack. But in yeah. certain cases, like uh, the Sandy Hook massacre... Those were that that dude. Those were his mom's guns. Yeah. So there's just a lot of you know, there's just so many guns floating around. I don't really have like a problem with them. It's just that they're used by irresponsible people for horrible things, and that puts a really bad rep on the people who don't do that. Like yeah, most gun owners out, aren't. They go to a gun range, people. they clean their gun, they put it away, and they don't touch it until they go out hunting or if you go camping if you're up in the hills like i would love to at least have a pistol on me like in case you run into some wildlife anything like that like wildlife attacking you wild, you just like, like see a deer and you run shoot in, it you know you run into a mountain lion or it comes up like a uh, bear comes up on your camp while you're making some food like yeah. you're definitely gonna need a little bit more than a pistol but and it, I could, agree. it could scare it away you know like, i agree and you know but the difference is is like for that situation, I don't know, you bring a pistol with, like, what, nine rounds in it. But these guys have yeah, so many... Buckets of ammunition. Yeah, yeah that's that's a whole different type of breed of that yeah. just collects and collects. If there's you know, any that, problem, it's that. It's like, yeah, you know, most people go clip by clip. Maybe even just get their ammo at their gun range, you know? Like, don't even necessarily have ammo at their house, but they have their prized rifle, or you know what I mean? Like, they're... I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild idea out there. In America, we have certainly normalized gun violence. What if we just normalized guns? What if 
Hell we, yeah. What if we had... Hell yeah. What if I, want a, I want a magnum on my hip while yeah. I go down to Westry. I want the all-gauge bar walking in the Pat's liquor strapped what to if, my back. Yeah. G18's a Kimbo. What if we rapid had, fire. What if we had Red middle... Red Dragon camouflage. Yeah. What if we had <laughs> firearms courses in middle school so everybody knew how to handle a 20 You should at least, no. at least no. know how Listen. to put a gun on safety. When you graduate... Exactly. If you... <laughs> when you graduate from high school in the United States, in lieu of getting a diploma, they should hand you a plastic <laughs> flask of Jack Daniels and a fully loaded Desert Eagle and say, Welcome to America. You're a man or woman or gender non-conforming adult now. Go get him, Tiger. Here's a deagle and a flask of Jack. They made us wear masks, and if we can all be wearing masks, we can put on we, the vest. We yeah. have to go outside right. with the vest and <laughs> open carry. Hell Taking yeah. showers in our vest. So I recently took a trip to Mexico, and at my resort, one of the oh, you uh, went to a resort. What? It probably wasn't Mexico. Oh, uh, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't real Mexico. One of the <laughs> just joking. One of the I was where Ted Cruz just recently left. I mean, off. yeah, you cross. Oh, were you hanging out with Ted? One of the activities no. was yes rifle shooting. Did you play bocce ball with Ted? No, I did not. Okay, did you shoot rifles with Ted? No. What kind of rifle were you shooting? Twenty two. Yeah, they had twenty two. So all I'm saying. A little peace shooter there? A little yeah, uh, 22 peace shooter there? To teach people normal, normalize yeah. firearms. Yeah, a little peace shooter there? <laughs> no, I agree with you, Jeep. And also maybe teach kids in high school how to drive. Maybe uh, <laughs> teach kids how to do their taxes. Tax maybe yeah. teach kids, like, you know, life skills in high school as opposed to solve the parabola. Like, uh, get fucked. I want to shoot this M4 and learn how to drive a stick. I want to know how to pull permits and get a business license. And I still don't know. How do I skin Ten a deer? Hey, Mr. Sloniker, how do I skin a deer? I don't give a fuck what the periodic table says. I want to cut the skin off a deer carcass and put the hollow tips in my fucking FAL. Let's go. Yeah, let's all go crazy. I think the kind of chaos in our country in the last 20 years and how politically divided and how much we've changed, people have changed, turned away from each other. And yeah, that's uh, you can look for the uh, quote-unquote crazies all you want, but they're gonna pop out of nowhere. And right now, we have yet to figure out how to actually stop this. Yeah, I don't think you can legislate the problem away. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that our society, uh, we live in a society, and our society is a godless one. Not a religious society, but godless. God in the sense of universality, of a communal shared sense of being, and of we're all here, we're all together, we're all under the same sky. We have plenty of religion. We have massive mega churches that look like Walmart warehouses dotting the landscape. We have tattooed televangelists and youth pastors playing hacky sack with 15-year-olds who they go on to marry. We have all sorts of crazy evangelical Protestantism oozing out of our pores as a nation. What we don't have is God. We don't have each other. People were very shut off. They were isolated, especially here in Southern California on the freeway. We're all in our little boxes. We're all disconnected and during the pandemic more than ever. So I think this our society needs God. We need to look at each other as people and as part of the same life force. You know, you don't have to like everyone but you have to at least respect them and respect their dignity and honor them as a person. And until we kind of make a sea change and start having a shared sense of responsibility, we're going to have nihilism. Yeah, we need you. When all you offer people is corn syrup and painkillers and a shitty nine to five job where the middle, middle management is like, you know, they're like, it's fiefdoms 
and you're splitting, you're in your cube and your back hurts and you get in your Kia Soul and you drive to go watch reruns of the Big Bang Theory in your shitty apartment, when that's all you offer people, then yeah, you're gonna get this. And also, when you bomb the world with impunity and export imperialist war to every continent, there will be psychic reverbs. You know, if you plant poison seeds, you'll harvest poison fruit. So anyone else, uh, anything else to say on this issue or? Move on. All right, we are moving on to the wide world of entertainment. Cue the entertainment theme. Lights, fashion, cameras, red carpet. Lights, fashion, red carpet. Okay, Russell, you are entertainment guru, so what is on your mind in the wide world of flashing lights, red carpets, Botox injections, late night premieres, popcorn coming out of your ears, you're sitting in the theater, Yawn, you're at the Grammys with Dua Lipa and Dub Baby, let's go! Let's go! Man, oh man, uh, I haven't been listening to any of those people uh, nominated at the Grammys. I will say, if you haven't listened to Phoebe Bridgers, uh, you should. She's really good. Um, i also been listening to some throwbacks. I would like to talk to you guys about these throwback bands. I'm going to name some right now. The Killers, mm. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> My personal favorite, Sum 41. This is Strokes, which are back now. And, um... What about AFI? AFI? Who was into what? I want to know. Those were my elementary school Green bands. Day was kind of popping for me back in elementary um, school. Elementary school, I listened to Modest Yahoo, the Orthodox oh, Jewish rapper yeah. slash reggae phenom. Really good. Uh, Iron Maiden, The Ramones, Run DMC... Uh, Irish folk music, my mom had a bunch of CDs, obviously already mentioned Kaylee Rain, Catholic American rock, awesome, super cool, made me feel great. And then towards the end of elementary school, middle school, I got really into E-40. Which would lead Ooh. us to, uh, which would lead us to uh, middle school, listening to a lot of Biggie and Tupac. Oh yeah, I, I, was, I was a white hip hop connoisseur for uh, about six, seven years. I still like hip hop, but I've, I realized that I have to have a personality beyond being a guy who likes hip hop because <laughs> it's, only, it's like, I'm only gonna be able to work it be the white guy at Foot Locker who's like, hey, what up? <laughs> Yo, I'm Sam. <laughs> Yo, I drive that Honda Civic, the green one with the big old spoiler and the underglow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, they call me big. First name Richie, last name Richie. So, <laughs> yeah, Richie. Little Ducky um, proved to me that um, it is okay. Yeah, I wanted to Russell. avoid being that. Cameron, what are some of your elementary uh, school favorites? Please come I on remember, in here. I used to think this band was so badass back in the day. Russell, I want to know if you've even heard of them. Tourniquet? Tourniquet. Oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Okay. But yeah. Russ, I think Sam knows. I probably played him for him a couple of times. I, I don't know Tourniquet, but Cameron. They were like a Christian heavy metal band, bro. And I found yeah. them in some, like, I just found the CD one day. It had a sick ass cover. I listened to it. I thought it was hard. I brought it to school because we all had CD players back yeah, in the day. Yeah, hell yeah, that was fun. So yeah. I brought that shit to yeah. school. Topa Topa, baby. I remember I run up to my, my homie Rory and I'm like, Rory, like, because oh, he was shit. showing me like AFI. Pantera, Slipknot. Black Sabbath, like AFI, like all this <laughs> shit. And like, so I showed him this and he's like, 
this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you shouldn't listen to this, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't you hate it when you discover a band you oh, think is super man. cool, but then oh, you're yeah. like, oh, they're a Christian I, metal so, band. Funny story I mean, that is, does suck. I Let's brought that honest. to yeah. my daycare <laughs> oh, at really? Holy Cross. And I brought Tourniquet in, and I told him it was like, <laughs> I told my the teacher that it was like a Christian rock band, that they were all chill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she turned it on, and within like 30 seconds, she like, Freaked out, I got in trouble. It was too hard. Basically. Yeah, it was too hard for Holy Cross, dude. I'm they really, couldn't bang with it, dude. I'm really interested though. Uh, Jeep, what was your elementary school? Band? Elementary school playlist. Jeep, come on. <clears throat> I was super into ACDC third, fourth grade, and then the first album I ever bought as a CD that wasn't online. I had an iTunes account Ooh, from a very early age. Okay, okay. Was was Green Day. American idiot. Don't want to be oh, an yes, American sir. idiot. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I remember uh, jam back then. my neighbor had gotten that CD, American Idiot, when it came out. Me and my brother ran over there and <laughs> listened to it like, hell yeah, we don't know what this is about. but I used to turn it up super mm-hmm. duper as loud. loud as the radio, as loud as the stereo could go. And my parents were pissed. He says, "Fuck America, dude." That was a big deal and to hear that. Now, yeah. now I see. Now I see why I'm not a fan of Green Day. Now, nevertheless, my brother loves them and has tattoos in their honor. Oh, that's a cool. That's Two? a shame. <laughs> <laughs> but um, tattoo, tattoo, all hands turn in. No, mm-hmm. good, good on you, good on you, Timbo. Nevertheless, Timbo um, Green Day is a fine band. A member lives in town yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've contributed enough. But Boulevard I, of Broken Dreams. They're one of those bands that, like... Wake me up. They, every time they release an album, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. like, back back then, every time they release an album, it'd be super cool. And then after about, like, four years, they'd be like, that sucked. And they yeah. release another album. Guys. They release another album, and that would be really cool for a couple of years. I mm. realized I didn't like Green Day when I was going around the lazy river at Casitas, <laughs> and, and they played 21 Guns every, oh, every five songs. Yeah, dude. Just I, I am lazy river. And I, oh I love that we have a water park. I, hey, I'm a Casitas water park alumnus, yeah, dude. I I, yeah, dude. I guarded, I guarded lives on the raging, the roaring Lazy River and almost got fired every single time I went to work, but somehow <laughs> did not. I remember you would come to Don't school. go there. The lifeguards are drunk and high. Yeah. Which is a PSA, <laughs> folks. They yeah, wear would, those dark shades because they're asleep. You would yeah. come to school. I fell asleep on stand numerous times. You would come times. to school with just with all the songs in your head because they're uh-huh. always on repeat uh-huh. and you yep. go crazy. And the only but you knew all the Vinny. lyrics. Yep, I knew all the lyrics, dude. And then Vinny would put on 95... Nine rewind because he knew all the lyrics because his mom would teach spin classes and they would just play 80s music so he had all these 80s playlists <laughs> in his head and then I would know them all and Vinny and I would just sing them and people would stare at us like what the fuck is wrong with these two yeah. but also I remember the song that they played when I was on stand all the time was uh, Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton which is she pushed out a roll. Just whatever, dude. It's like it's like having multi meal poured in your ears. I don't know. And I had a headache. Yeah. <laughs> and I shit my pants <laughs> because the diarrhea laser found me. You were wonderful tonight. Wretched song by a a, a great man. Great. Not, not his best. Not his best. The we, first the first CD I bought was. Um, Metallica's uh, 
was it just the Black Album? Wow. And nothing else matters. From Barnes and Noble or something. Hell yeah. Just because it had Enter Sandman on it, mm-hmm. and I didn't like any of the other songs, so I just kind of dumped it. But the real first CD was Linkin Park Hybrid. Theory. Oh yeah. Nice. Yes, excellent. And I, mean, I still yeah. like that album. I yeah. think one of the first CDs I ever got was a Cars CD from my mom on Easter. And it was in my Easter basket, and I was like, who are these guys? And oh, they ended up, these, they're fire. They got some good songs. Uh, but yeah, music is fun, man. I remember the first, remember Blue Sky Music? Yes, that's where I bought Linkin Park Hybrid. Downtown in the arcade, yep. we had a little CD store. Oh, wow. Yes, some CDs. With airplanes, like airplane, yeah, model wow. airplanes yeah. hanging from the ceiling. It was always kind of cool shirts. You'd go in there and yeah. like, you know, the parental advisory stuff. Ooh. My mom was always like, no, and I was like, but it's Linkin Park. I'm, I'm, <laughs> cool. I'm such a lame. The first CD I bought was there, and I bought, and this is super lame, but I was in second grade. I bought The Beatles 1. There you go. Oh, the, wait, I have that. That's a thing. Yes, greatest I bought that too. Yeah. Good, good album. It's, it's a good starter. It's a good starter pack, it. yeah. It's a starter it. if you're in second grade, you know. Yeah, so. I had a lot of weird CDs. You know, one time. But then pretty soon I was going, ooh, E40, ooh. Like, Rory and I would go to surf camp through, like, the rec department. Uh-huh. And, be- yeah, so before that, I would listen to MTV, and, like, one, I heard one Slipknot song. Yeah. And, like, I was like, it's the same. It's like, I told Rory, dude. I was like, yo, Rory, Slip- heard this one Slipknot song that was kind of dope. And Rory's like, nah, fuck Slipknot. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. I love my next birthday, Rory comes over with a gift. And it was a CD wrapped up, and when I opened it up, it was a Slipknot CD. <laughs> At and least he, he was. And yeah. he said he felt like an absolute loser buying it. <laughs> <laughs> me and me. I don't think I yeah. ever listened to one song off that CD because <laughs> I felt better, so bad. Better than corn. Whoa, 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 whoa! I will not, I will not take any <laughs> corn blasphemy on, on this, on this, shit. on this program. Slipknot, get out of here, corn. Corn is from. <laughs> <right. laughs> I like them both because corn is from yeah, Bakersfield. Dude. If you folks, if you have doubts about corn, go ahead and listen to Corn's Unplugged album <laughs> with Amy Lee from Evervescence. No, that shit's good, dude. Oh, yeah, That's a good fucking album. And let me yeah. tell you something, Slipknot. If we were Slipknot, who do you guys think you would be? Because I know I'm Pinhead. Sorry, <laughs> I think I'm Pinhead. I don't even know the what is it, Pinhead Leatherface or whatever. Like, uh, Jeep is Jeep is Leatherface. I don't know the faces. I, don't know <laughs> I heard one song on it. Russell, you might be Pinhead actually. Nah, I just um, feel like uh, the guy just smashes on the trash yeah, can. Yeah, on the And just like not even playing to a beat because no, not at his all. His trash cans aren't mic'd up. No one can hear them on stage. He's just, just fucking smashing going. Smashing them. Hell yeah, he's yeah. that's Oscar the Grouch's final form, dude. He actually joins Slipknot. He got off. He got off the streets. By the way, he's a home. That's the homeless character on Sesame Street. Yeah, I just, isn't that weird? And they're like, "Ha ha! Look at him. He's he lives in the trash. He's a grouch." Uh, what was it like? That's what's wrong. Revolution. Not, not having like, income. His Revolution, attitude. His attitude is sour. <laughs> Jeep, that's your show right there. It's the Sesame Street. Very Republican. Um, I forget what. I'm not even gonna say what year it was, but I think the, the Revolution, first, bro. first time I ever did psilocybin. I got pulled over, and it was, we were bumping. You were walking. Yeah, we were walking. It was literally four minutes after curfew. And you were stopped and frisked by the No, police. no. So me and my friend <laughs> were walking up to one of the local schools. Just, we didn't even have anything on us. We were just going to go. We were playing, like, sword fights with our flashlights. Like, we were in it. We were having a good time. And 
We get pulled all over by a cop. He lights us up, and we both just jump into a bush, <laughs> and our feet are hanging out of the bush. Revolution's playing on this little speaker that we had, <laughs> trying to turn it down. Live at the fair we ground. were we were jamming, dude. It was Revolution, bro. And hey, slightly stupid man. I think that was what was playing. But anyway, so our feet are hanging out of the bush, and the cops like, "I see you guys, get out." And we're like, "No." <laughs> and he's like. If you guys don't get out, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. So we crawl out. He calls our parents. Like, we're right up the street from my house. My mom had to come, like, walk up and, like, walk us home. Uh, Rory's mom told the cop to, like, tell him that we were both getting arrested just to mess with us. And, like, oh, dude, I so we're both just that. sitting wow. there, and the cop was like, we're looking for two runaways. <laughs> like, had us, like, on the freaking cop car for a second. Like, I thought I was about to shit my pants, but... I ended up just going home and watching Hidalgo. Yeah, oh, good movie. You know good what? Movie. I have crazy. no idea I was how for Hidalgo. Yeah. So my, <laughs> yeah. Rory and my so... dad were just talking about rock music all day before that. Oh, Rory... that's okay. So I, I was thinking, like, that's a great story, but how does it have anything to do with this? But then you were talking about rock music. Right? Revolution, yeah, yeah. dude. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, just music in general. I rate. Remember, I rate. That was a big deal because you no. were the oh, first. Oh, that's to the get first time trouble. I ever heard uh, "Too Hard for the Radio" by Mac Dre too. I thought that shit was crazy. It's a good song. Uh, me um, and Roy were just bumping that. That's what we were bumping probably right before we got rolled on. That is <laughs> dance. Can you do that? Is anyways. Um, remember? Does anyone else remember Iration? Iration. Iration. It was yeah. a big deal when we were in high school. It's another. Yeah. It's another slightly name I remember, stupid. But, what yeah. did we play on the boat at Nascimento? What was it? Uh, uh, Peppa. Pepper. And Pepper. What was the other one? Slightly stupid, bro. Slightly stupid, bro. Bro, 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 bro. You gotta hear this here, bro. Slightly stupid, man. No worries, bro. Whenever you run into like an adult man and he's like, "Yeah, my favorite band's Revolution." I, Kill him. Bro, <laughs> walk away. Yeah, just, draw out your FAMAS, get the red dot sight, perfect center yeah, and mass. And say, hey, you, so get, on, get on Call of Duty right now so I can kill you. No, no, the yeah, world's yeah. smartest yeah. man. If, if, if he doesn't have dreads down to his asshole, he's a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> the dreads better be up the ass. I if think. you're 40 years old and you're still in, and you're a white guy and you're still into white guy reggae, you better at least have dreads. You better not be working for fucking, like, Raytheon and being like, hey, bro, but on the weekends, I cut loose with a little Bud Light Live with a little Sally Stupid, bro. You have to commit. We're moving on to the wide world of sports. Cue the sports theme. Bing, bong, basketball. Bing, bong, basketball. Basketball, basketball, basketball. Boom. All right, Cameron Atkinson, uh, local sports icon, CIF winning champion. Get up in Look here, close and personal to the fans, to the listeners, to the sports fans. All righty. And we got big news from the NBA, I believe. Yeah, I'm just going to go over a few trades that have happened within the last week in the NBA. So the Dallas Mavericks, who are looking pretty good right now, just got J.J. Redick and Nikola Melli from the Pelicans. Pelicans. The are Pelicans. they good? Pelicans. J.J. Redick is... He's a veteran. He's a shooter. He's, he got, a, he's got a good three-point shot. He's a handsome white guy. He can control the game if he needs to, for sure. He's a tremendous-looking guy. J.J. Um, Reddick, Reddick, very good-looking guy. Something that I'm honestly pretty excited about is that Victor Oladipo got sent to the Miami Heat. Ooh, And that Miami. is going to be fire. Cardio night where the heat is Again, on. I, I, fire. I don't, I don't know the players. What does he do? <laughs> oh, Victor Oladipo. Benito you know, Sami. He just came off an injury, so like, he's not necessarily 
necessarily where he was before that, but he has but the potential. Like he's a beast. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's a, a beast. He's a very, he's a beast. very, really, really Could good. Could he be like a, some sort of like, like Russell Westbrook esque? Okay. You know? But not as not as like mean. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like the nice. He's like ni- He's like a nice. He's a nice guy baller. Like okay. when ever, when he went down, the whole league was like, damn. Yeah, that was. A and bummer. also was like. Good, because now we don't have to deal with this <laughs> fucking guy anymore because he was going off. <laughs> yeah, that's when he was in the Pacers. Yeah. And so so Houston got Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk in the 2022 pick swap. Avery Bradley was on the Lakers. He played fairly well last season. He played season. up until the COVID shut down. He's yeah. a good defender. He's a good guard, too. He can, I don't he really can hit know threes. too much about Kelly Olynyk, but he's been He's around. just a big, yeah, he's been big guy you put in. You need a big fucking guy to stand in the middle of the post. He's like the new age... Uh, He's a man bun. Was it Birdman or whatever? Oh no, he's nothing like Chris the Birdman Maybe Anderson. These guys have to just what happened to that boy? These uh, guys, do these guys just have to move all the time yeah, when this if, happens? If you're, yeah, if you're a tradable asset, yeah. if you're not like LeBron or Jimmy it, Butler, if you're a tradable asset, so, so the, the, you yeah, gotta move. Tradable being like you're kind of like you're good, but you're not like up there. Yeah, you're on the cutting block. You gotta so, have a bug out bag. You gotta be putting up at least seventeen. Family, you know, it's like it's like having points. a military family. Yeah, moving exactly. all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Except you're paid millions. Yeah, of dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, that's okay. I'll just settle my. Yeah, it's I not know. hard to find an apartment when you have a salary like. If that, anything, you uh, can just stay with. One of, <laughs> you can just stay with one of your teammates. Yeah, one of their nice ass cribs until you get your shit together. You know. Yeah. It happens yeah. a lot, honestly. It would suck though if you like finally made it. And you're like, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, like that happened playing. to Blake Griffin, kind of. Yeah, you Blake so Griffin, you're in the vibe, but you're in LA. LA. You're like, oh, I'm late. And they're like, go to Detroit. <laughs> and not, yeah. Shit. Like, hey, hey, Blake, how about you go to Detroit, bud? How about you go to the Motor City and check Get out? Get the fuck out of here. They got a big Joe Lewis space downtown. They can go eat a hot dog in Detroit in Tiger Town, baby. Uh, Cameron, what else? Keep, uh, keep it coming. This one's kind of big for me and Sam because we love this guy, Lou Williams from the Clippers. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. Basically, what they're going to potentially change the six man of the year award to, in my opinion, once he retires, I think. What's the six man of the year? It's like it's like right. it's a player who comes off the bench who contributes a lot to a the lot. team. Oh. Yeah. And Lou Williams is like the first guy off the bench. And like when you benched LeBron and you're kind of yeah, yeah. like that's my six man. Like, that is heresy. But it's it was ridiculous. So where's so. Lou going? So Lou Williams is going to the Atlanta Hawks. So it's kind of like a homecoming for him essentially. And Rajon Rondo will be traded to the Clippers. Oh. Two time champion Rajon Rondo. Getting ready for uh playoff Rondo too. Make a third run. Yeah, who knows, dude? Hopefully, honestly, he could pull Paul George's head out of his ass. That'd be cool if he, if, like, if he did that during the game. This one's kind of yeah. big. It's probably going to be the last thing I talk about right now. So Denver Nuggets just got Aaron Gordon, and he's Flesh a monster. Gordon? Like, no, Aaron Gordon. He's a... With, with, like, with the right team around him. Like, he could, Flash Gordon, New York Jets. Big numbers. Like, you know, he's getting his jump shot up. His dunks are always there. He's got rebounds. He's defense. huge. Great player, I dude. like the Nuggets. They make me want to eat. The Magic, like, <laughs> Orlando Magic just got rid of some mm. players, honestly. Just but. another 10 piece for. Yeah, so the, piece. the NBA is going to be crazy. If you're a Lakers fan, we're hoping that LeBron and AD get healed up soon because <laughs> they already won last. The East year. is looking good. If, I don't uh, see Philadelphia. I do. They're looking great. Their bro. team is a lot like the city. They talk a lot of shit, but they'll always be second or third rate depending yeah, on who you ask. I don't think they're gonna make it this season, but Philly, you're a garbage city. Okay, so we we. Uh, 
obviously Sam and Cameron aren't very big fans of basketball in the NBA, but me and Jeep know a lot, so Jeep, please uh, <laughs> bump in here. I was just going to get back to you on that Philly thing. I, I had a 12-inch 12, 12 cheesesteak three nights ago, and it was garbage. From yeah, from me, that yeah, but you weren't in Philadelphia. I where did you get it from, though? Uh, from Redondo Beach. Oh, <laughs> you got a Redondo cheesesteak? And I, I asked, I went into a, a sandwich spot, and I was like, what's what's your best seller? And they're like, cheesesteak. And I was like, all right, I'll try it's the cheesesteak. It's a fake sandwich. It's just cheese well, maybe, uh, maybe that disgusting. speaks to the fact that Philly isn't cheese, that good. Dude. It's no. nasty. Fuck you, Philadelphia, and fuck you, cheese. I've never been to your never city, but um, yeah. although earlier <laughs> I've nice. never been to England, but we yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally they got the Liberty Bell. Listen, people, I love I love Philadelphia. You have the tremendous bell with a big crack in it, you know, it's something the, great. Uh, Powder berries in Boston, actually, so that's great. Back to those uh, elementary stuff on elementary TV. I used to watch the band, Viva La Bam. Yeah, Bam Viva Margera, La Bam. I think that was in Philadelphia. Very good television show. I so, have no idea. I believe, since I watched that show, I know a lot about Philadelphia. Yeah. You just I do mean, pranks and you skateboard and you like throw shit all over your parents' house. Film, bro. You That's do, cool in LA. You do hood, hood rat <laughs> shit with your friends in Philly. Yes. Uh, I don't never been. Oh, ben would know. Ben Cohen is our yep. Philadelphia bureau chief. He'll be on soon. I do. I have met a lot of people from Philly. Worked with a lot of people from Philly in the Navy, and gotta say, not terribly impressed by Philadelphia. Now New York. <laughs> now New York. That's a world class town. New York. New York. New York City, the Big Apple, the envy of the fucking world. Are we living in trash? Am I married to a rat? Yes and yes. But are we the greatest city ever? Do we got Babe Ruth? Do we got the memory of the greatest man to ever fucking lace him up and go knock home runs into the fucking Hudson Bay? Of course we do. The greatest city in the world. You go on the subway, you hear people playing music. Look at a guy, he gets a bucket from Home Depot and he makes it sound like he's John freaking Barnum. I tell you something about New York City. We're the greatest city in the world. The five boroughs are deep together. And we got something to tell the rest of the fucking country. You'll never beat New York. You'll never beat New York, Rudy Giuliani. I hope you go stop and steal. You're my mayor. You'll always be my mayor. Mm-hmm. Not this cuck dick bag, Bill de Blasio. Rudy, come back and save New York City, please. I go down to the subways. I have a lot of fun. I see the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I see the Joker dancing on the steps. I say, look at this. He was Johnny Cash, and now he's a clown. Oh, amen. Amen to that. New York City, we love you. Uh, we got a lot of fans in New York. Got a lot of listeners in Staten Island. It's kind of... Interesting, our listener demos. Well, folks, the podcast is coming to a close. And for our final segment, I'd like to bring you what I hope to be a recurring segment, which is Dr. Sam's advice. And people have been writing in, Dr. Sam, what do I eat besides (laughs) Neapolitan, besides mayonnaise? What do I eat to attain the perfect physique? Now, I already mentioned zucchinis. But it turns out that was fake news from the liberal media and George Soros. So cut zucchinis out of your life completely. If somebody you love eats a zucchini, stab them in the throat. Now, <laughs> folks, you have to do that. You have to get the bad blood out of their system. You're helping just them. Make sure not you hurting can them. Duct, duct tape it up afterwards. Well, just get some other blood. You know, them. yeah. Come just on. go get some blood from somewhere else. Cut the Sicilian squash. Yeah, zucchini, you're out. But you know what's in. You know what you need to be eating. If you're Neapolitan, you have your mayonnaise. It starts with a T. No, it's corned beef. It oh. starts with a C. It ends with a T. <laughs> it ends with an F. Uh, it's There's cor- a T in there somewhere. <laughs> corned, <laughs> corned beef. 
Folks, you got to get corned beef. You got to up your corned beef intake. I don't know how much corned beef you're eating, but it's not enough. Okay. <laughs> also, shrimp flavored top ramen. Two oh, packets sorry. a night. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, say that again, and I'll say it starts with the T. No, we're not doing that. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. You're not a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Phil. I'm Dr. Drew. I'm Dr. Octopus. I'm Doc McStuffins. And I'm telling you right now, if you're not shoving corned beef in your mouth and in your child's mouth and saying, eat this, you little fuck, you little ungrateful shit, eat this fucking corned beef, you little shit, then you're failing your child. What is the child? The child, save the child. <laughs> now, corned beef, top ramen, folks, just get those in your diet. Get that circulating. Uh, last but least, I will now call in someone who, as I already told you, is not a doctor, but he is a specialist with early childhood development, Russell Huggert. Uh, what's some tips for new new parents? What should they do with their newborns? Throw them in the trash. <laughs> then take them out. Wait till they grow up around age 13 years two months and eight days, they will have a sudden dream. And the dream will be of them in a trash can. And they will, they will feel unwanted. <laughs> and they will, they, will do every, they, will every, yeah, they will do everything they can to work hard in school and graduate and get their guns after they graduate and Deagle. go out and, and rule the world and become president one day as the best big noggin in the president house. <laughs> Look at me, you see, you know, my, my, my dad, Fred Trump, he put me in a dumpster and he said, Donald, this is where you're going to stay. I said, okay, dad. Okay, dad, if you want me in the dumpster, dad. And that's tremendous. You have a lot of things to do. And maybe say, they say, Sam, you rely on the Trump uh, impression as a crutch. I say, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Well, that was great advice for how to raise a child. Thank you, Russell. I didn't mean to tell you to shut the F up, but I also did because I'm a doctor. I'm wearing a lab coat, and right now I'm taking a handful of pills. I don't know what they do. I like it when you tell me what to do. I like <laughs> it when you pull my hair. I like it when you rub my butt. No, but seriously, how to raise a child. Um, grab them and, and put them in the air. You can watch Lion King for a yes. reference. That's yeah. how you raise your child. Like you just, don't care. <laughs> just throw them if you want. Go to a little place called the San Diego Zoo, find the baboons, <laughs> and toss them in there and say, raise them. Make yeah. them wise. Make, make them, hold them, hold them up. What are you doing? Ah, fuck. Uh, Jeremy Irons is my uncle. Stab me in the heart. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for liking and sharing. Please keep listening. And please just tell everyone and anyone you know. Spread the revolt. First person to get an 805 and revolt tattoo <laughs> will get a shout out. <laughs> First person to get an 805 and revolt tattoo, I will drive you to Camarillo, but I won't pick you up. So <laughs> <Anyone ever. laughs> I'll probably be dead before anyone gets a fucking 805 revolt. Spread the disease. Spread the revolt. <laughs> spread this like pink eye in a preschool. I want everyone going home with this. Or just spread mm. pink eyes. Yeah, yeah. Do something. Come I mean, on. Jesus, dude. Do it's something. It's a boring time. Uh, so, folks, March is over. April is on the way. Woo! Uh, the fourth month of the year, it's a special time. It starts with, we have Easter early in this month, but then we have Cameron's birthday. Our Lord and Savior is resurrected, and then Cameron Atkinson is born in Lancaster. Coincidence? I think not. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, we have my birthday, a day that should not be celebrated by anyone. I want everyone to wear black and come to my house <laughs> and slap me in the face and <laughs> dunk my head in the toilet. One um, slap, one dunk. One slap, Don't one dunk. Greedy. One prayer equals one like. And then we have uh, Jeep's birthday 
on April 27th. And then the month closes out, but you know, the wild tennis tournament probably will be canceled this year, so that's something to celebrate. Is and um, I get to drink 40s in the park and not look at tennis bros. <laughs> but what's, what's the problem, boss? What's the problem? <laughs> look, yeah, yeah, I look German. diarrhea when I'm trying to win first place. <laughs> I can't have just the poopy poopies, but the diarrhea laser in space. It burns my cheeks. If I need to, I will punch a oak tree, show my bloody knuckles, and say I punched you Germans. Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, World War III was in Libby Park, and we won. We are back-to-back <laughs> champs, baby. Uh, we eat bloody knuckles and shit. That's how you make the ice cream go scoop-de-poop, uh, yep. whoop-de-scoop. I so, don't have a birthday this month, so just celebrate me all month. It is Russell's the birthday in the Aquarius. Month, though, if yeah. you were no. born Capricorn. in April, okay, Russell's a Capricorn. Get down, my, my get funky. Really? Have some January, fun. January twelfth. Capricorn. Oh wow, I did not know. My my apologies. Um, it's okay. April's a great time for a bender or a relapse, whatever end of the spectrum. Or going you sober. Um, <laughs> uh, ben Cohen. Uh, last thing we'll say. Ben Cohen had a birthday. Friend of the show. Ben Cohen, Philadelphia bureau chief. He was always like the start of the birthday. Month. Yeah, the unofficial, the pre, the preview, the prelude. Also, um, a month before actual four twenty. <laughs> you and Will had a little block there. Yeah, yeah a little little secret chain. Say ben, everyone say Ben Cohen's name. Did you say it? Okay, good. Uh, folks, thank you for listening. Please like, please share, please go out into the world with our words in your head. And when the voices come for you at night, just remember you can always hide under the covers, but that won't stop them. Um, all right, well, everybody, final thoughts? Good day and good night. Buy your guns, buy your ammo. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> episode 007. Da 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 da. Spasm, spasm, die, 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 die. Igor, bring me the death ray. And the, the diarrhea laser. <laughs> now, 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 I begin. Conquest. 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 Conquest.